Hey guys, it's Scott. I just want to thank you for tuning into the Blue Ridge Church podcast. You know, I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope it's inspiring to you. And I pray most of all, it's going to help you on your faith journey. So enjoy today. Hey, I want to welcome you again to Blue Ridge Church. Special welcome to our online campus. And listen, if this is your first time here, man, I know how valuable your time is. I know sometimes watching or coming to a new church can be uh, difficult. I hope you haven't experienced that at Blue Ridge. I hope this is the really one of the best hours of your week. We're just glad that you're here. So we're in a series, a four-week series we kicked off last Sunday called Decide Your Future. And we're talking about decisions that we have to make today to be where we want to be tomorrow. We're talking about decisions we need to make today to be where God wants us to be, to be fulfilled, to be prosperous, to grow in our faith. And so last week, if you were with us, it was all about choosing the right values, right? And to choose the right values, we decided, you know, we're not going to be defined by somebody else. We're going to be identified by God. We're not going to let others define us. We are going to accept some short-term pain in our life in favor of long-term gain. In other words, we're going to have to make some tough decisions now, maybe with our character, maybe with the people that we hang around with, maybe on our faith journey, whatever it is, we're willing to make those tough calls now to benefit us in the future. And then we talked about choosing God's values all the time. You know, culture always wants us to choose culture's values, but it's about choosing what God values. And God values, we learned his purpose for our life and he values people. And then finally, we ended last week talking about choosing the right values by deciding to walk by faith and not by fear. That's how God wants us to go through this life. So today I want to talk about choosing the right guide for our life. Now, uh, I don't know how many of you are fish, how many of you fish or, or like to fish, but you know, I like to fish and I'll go once every other year, either to Canada or Northern Minnesota and go fishing with a group of guys. And what I've learned over the years, other than these guys are crazy, is the fact that when you go to a new lake, it's very difficult to fish it, right? Or if you go to a different part of the lake that you've never explored, it's incredibly difficult to fish that lake. And you have several options available. And if you've ever fished a new lake, you know this. You can just get in your boat and start beating the shores, right? Drive around the shores, just cast into the shores, hoping you're going to catch a fish, or you can get a map of the town, a map of the area you're at, and you can look at that lake and you can look at different coves and different channels and say, all right, we're going to fish the northeast corner or the southwest side of the lake. An even better option is a lot of these big lakes in Canada and in the United States, they make what's called a hotspots map. That's the name of the company, Hotspots. And it's a very detailed map of just that lake that literally tells you where the hot spots to fish are on the lake. And not only is it, and they produce fish, they really do. And not only does it tell you where the hot spot is, it tells you about the structure on the bottom, how deep the water is, what to fish, depending on what time of year you're fishing, whether it's spring, summer, or fall. I mean, they're amazing. But what we found is the best way to fish a new lake is to hire a personal guide, is to go out with a fishing guide, 
right? Because they are going to put you on fish. That is, it's in their best interest to catch fish for you. So you'll give them good reviews. So you'll speak to, you know, social media. You'll tell your friends about it. And what's amazing, after you spend a day with the guide, you've got an incredible amount of knowledge, right? You know which direction to go on the lake. You know where those spots were, the guide showed you. And even if they don't produce fish the next day, because you know you're going back to those exact same spots, right? And even if they don't produce fish, you now know the lake. You know how to fish the lake. You know the, a, a bunch of details about that lake that you would have never gotten from a, a map. You would have never gotten by just driving around and beating the shores and fishing whatever looked nice from, from nature's perspective. And I think our life is a lot like that. We have to choose What's going to guide us through life? Now, a lot of people, they just drift through life and they're just cast into the shores. They're just hit or miss. I hope something's successful. I hope I grow in my faith. Other people, they'll get a guide, they'll get a map, but they get it from culture. Culture's more than willing to give us a map. Hey, this is what you should accomplish. These are the things that you should go after in life. Culture's even willing to provide a guide, right? There's lots of guides out there, sports guides and music guides and television guides and politician-type guides, but none of those are effective at leading our life. And I think whatever guide we choose is going to determine how meaningful, how significant, and how successful our life's going to be and how much we're going to grow spiritually. The good news is the hotspots map has already been given to us, right? God's word. It is the ultimate guidebook for our life. But not only that, God has given us our own personal guide, the Holy Spirit. And so today is about deciding our future and deciding that we are going to choose the Holy Spirit as our guide. So that's what we're going to talk about. I'm going to try to convince you this is like a sales pitch today. I'm going to try to convince you this is the guide that you want for your life. Now, when you start to study the Holy Spirit or read about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit actually came after Jesus left, right? When Jesus ascended back to heaven, then he sent the Holy Spirit uh, for us. And if you, I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but why didn't Jesus just stay? He's already here, right? He'd already conquered death. He's already here. Why didn't he just stay on earth with us to give us a physical model to always follow, to always teach, to always help us, but he didn't stay? As a matter of fact, Jesus told his followers, hey, it's better if I leave, which sounds like a crazy statement. I mean, you're with Jesus. And then Jesus adds, it's probably better that I go. And he told him, you know, as I leave, I'm going to send you the helper, the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit's referred to many different things in the Bible. You know, the helper, the counselor, the spirit of truth, the advocate. But the Bible says and calls the Holy Spirit all kinds of things. So Jesus said, hey, I'm going to send my spirit back to earth That's actually why it's going to be better for you if I go ahead and leave. 
So let's look at that. John chapter 16, verse 7. All the scripture verses are on the Church Center app if you want to download that to your phone. Or you can simply scan that QR code online campus. You know there's a link you can follow or the host will send you that link. But John chapter 16, verse 7. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. Again, the advocate being the Holy Spirit of God. John chapter 16, verse 13 says this, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. So how is having the Holy Spirit better than when Jesus was here? And I think one of the reasons is because Jesus was limited, right? He's fully God, fully man, but he was limited to one physical location while he was here on this earth. He couldn't be in Bethlehem and Samaria at the same time. He couldn't be in Jerusalem and Nazareth at the same time. The cool thing about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit can be everywhere. The Holy Spirit can be in all of us. The Holy Spirit can guide and direct and lead all of us. That's a pretty good deal. And I think that's why Jesus said, hey, it's better that I go away so I can send the Holy Spirit to you. Now, some of you have heard of God is referred to as the Trinity. And I think we need to kind of understand that just a little bit to understand the Holy Spirit of God. And I don't want to get too deep in the woods, but when you hear that term Trinity, that means one God, three persons, all right? One God and three personas. There's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, right? There is only one God. It doesn't mean there's three gods. There's one God and three persons. And the part we're focusing on today is not Jesus that died on the cross to save us from our sins, but his spirit, the Holy Spirit of God that lives, breathes inside of us and leads us through life. And the scripture says that the Holy Spirit is our helper, often referred to as the helper. So not only is he going to be with us and encourages and encourage us, but he's going to guide us through life. And today is simply about, are you going to select this guide? Right? Is this the guide that you're going to choose, that I'm going to choose for my life and to decide my future today? And you may say, hey, that sounds great. You've already got me, you know, convinced, but how do I follow the Holy Spirit? How does the Holy Spirit really guide my life? Romans 8, 14, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, are the children of God. What does that mean? That means we can only choose the Holy Spirit to be the God of our life if we're in God's family. In other words, the moment we invite Jesus into our life, and I know not everybody's done that, but if you've invited Jesus into your life and you have a relationship with Christ, you get the Holy Spirit at that point. And then you can choose to allow the Holy Spirit to guide your life, or we can kind of not listen to the Holy Spirit. Right? Today's all about choosing to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And listen, when you first invite Christ into your life, when you first start that relationship with Christ, it's hard to hear from God, isn't it? It's hard to discern God's voice 
I guess you would say. A lot of times we're like, I don't know if that was God or if that was Taco Tuesday, right? I don't know if that was a result of something I ate or was that truly God speaking to me? But as we grow in our faith and the more we learn about God and the more we hear about God and the more we talk to God, the better we're going to get at hearing from God. The better it's going to be, the easier it's going to be for us to discern God's voice. So let's look at some of the benefits to choosing the Holy Spirit as our guide. Learning number one, God will let me know what I need to know through his Holy Spirit. How awesome is that? There's a lot of things in life that we just don't need to know. There's a lot of useless information out there, and we've got it all at our fingertips, right? But the things that we do need to know, the Holy Spirit is going to let us know. The Holy Spirit's going to remind us of God's word, and this is God's direction, and this is what God says. So the Holy Spirit's going to tell us what we need to know. But here's the other cool thing. Not only is he going to tell us what we need to know, but he's also going to tell us when we need to know it. He's going to tell us the moment that we need it. I mean, how cool was that? So not only will the Holy Spirit bring to mind the things we need to know, but when we need to know it. And think about it. I bet this has happened in your life. Maybe you read a devotional one day, or you read a couple of passages of scripture one morning, and then that afternoon at work, that was the exact scripture passage that you needed in your day. It happens all the time, I know, because you tell me this. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. That's God speaking to you through the Holy Spirit, right? Or it's a book. You read a book. It's a, it's a Christian book, spiritual book, and you got a lot out of it. But then a week later, something happens in your life, and you're like, I just read that. I just read about this, and it helps you. That's how the Holy Spirit works. That's how the Holy Spirit tells us not just what we need to know, but a lot of times right when we need to know it. Or for some of you, you know, it's a song. You're discouraged. You're down. You're frustrated. You're angry. And then you hear a song on the radio, and you are convinced that God's speaking to you through that song. He is. That's God's Holy Spirit, and that's how God's Holy Spirit works. So not only will the Holy Spirit tell us what we need to know, but when we need to know it. And he will also reveal things to us, right? Tell us things in our life. Look at Luke chapter 2, verse 26. It had been revealed to him, and this is talking about Simeon, by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. This was God's promise to Simeon. Simeon, you're not leaving this earth until you see Jesus, until you meet Jesus. So the Holy Spirit will reveal things to us that we need to know. Now, how do we know that it's God's Spirit speaking to us? And here, here's, a, here's one way to know for sure. God's Spirit is not going to contradict God's Word, right? The Spirit is not going to tell you something that goes totally opposite of what God's Word says. That's why I've told you many, many times, don't believe me. Go home and read it. 
go home and read it in the Bible. Make sure that it lines up. Always question everything. Because God's Spirit will never contradict His Word. And that's one way to know for sure. Yep, this is God. Because it lines up with God's Word. Here's something else the Spirit does, the Holy Spirit does. Warning number two, the Holy Spirit will point me in the right direction. The Holy Spirit will direct us and get us to where we need to go. Quite frankly, there's some places we need to get to in life that we are not going to get there by ourselves. We have to follow the Holy Spirit. Think about it. God puts a dream in your heart, a, a plan in your life. You're not going to get there on your own. You need God's Spirit to lead you and to guide you to get there. We'll go in a lot of different directions in life if we don't listen to God's Spirit. All through the Bible, there's examples of God's Spirit nudging people in a certain direction. Acts chapter 8, verse 29 is a prime example. The Holy Spirit said to Philip, one of Jesus' disciples, go over and walk along beside the carriage. Now, if we just took that verse out of context and I didn't give you anything else, I'd be like, what? All right, but let me give you some context. Uh, Philip, one of Jesus' disciples, he's walking down the road one day. He's minding his own business. He's listening to Spotify. He, he's having a great day, right? And the Holy Spirit tells him, well, he sees a carriage go by, which was a sign of wealth in those days. I mean, if you had a carriage, you had some serious money. He later finds out the person in the carriage is a leader in Ethiopia. But the Holy Spirit tells him as this carriage comes by, hey, Philip, I want you to go to that carriage. So he listens and he goes up to the carriage and he looks inside and there's a guy from Africa in there, Ethiopia, and he's reading a scroll of Isaiah. And so Philip says, hey, do you know what you're reading? Do you understand what you're reading? And he's like, not really, unless somebody explains it to me. And what he was reading in Isaiah was the foreshadowing of Christ, right? So Philip jumps in the carriage and explains to this high leader of Ethiopia, the good news of Jesus, that he was just reading and he accepts Christ. His life changes. And then they pass some water and the guy's like, I want to be baptized. So they stop the carriage and Philip gets out and takes him down and baptizes him in the water. Just like a lot of you are going to do this afternoon. I don't know where you're going to do it, but it's going to be this afternoon at five o'clock. Probably have to be here with the way the thunderstorms are looking, but we'll, we'll put that on social media and on the website, and we'll send all those that signed up a direct message. But you're getting baptized today or dedicating your children today because you felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit leading you to do that. That's what happened in this story. And we later find out this man in the carriage went on to take the gospel message into Africa, all because Philip was willing to allow the Holy Spirit to guide his life, right? Philip was willing to listen to the Holy Spirit. And because of that, the gospel spread everywhere. A lot of you have a story just like that. A lot of you, because you listened to the Holy Spirit, amazing things have happened in your life. I think about this church and when we started this church and how many people were willing and have been willing to listen for 12 years to the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
whether it's serving or generosity or ministering to somebody or, or walking beside them in a very difficult time in their life, you've listened. We've all listened. And because of that, thousands of people have been introduced to who Jesus is. We got to choose the Holy Spirit to be the guide of our life. We wouldn't be here today if we wouldn't have listened. That man's life, uh, the Ethiopian eunuch's life, would not have changed had Philip ignored the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Here's something else cool. The Holy Spirit will help us to say the right thing. Matthew 12, 36. For David himself, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand, until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Now, the Holy Spirit's probably already used you, spoken through you in your life, and you didn't even know it. Maybe you encouraged someone, had some kind words for somebody, helped them out in a difficulty. And you don't realize that maybe what you said impacted them, but they heard God speak through your words. Happens all the time. Or you were in your group. And you said something in group, and for somebody else in your group, the light switch went on. And they were convinced that that was God speaking to them through you. That happens to me on Sunday. Somebody will come up and say, hey, when you said this, man, it was as if God was speaking to me. It may have been my voice, but that was the Holy Spirit telling you something that you needed to hear. Or encouraging you in a way that you needed to be encouraged. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell us the right thing to say ahead of time. Prepare us, right? Like Sundays, I don't just walk out here at 1030 and then when I get up here decide what I'm going to talk about, right? I prepare during the week and I pray and I read and I study and I listen to the Holy Spirit. Here's an example of that, Matthew 10, 19 through 20. When you are arrested, Don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. Now, hopefully it won't be when you're arrested that God gives you the right words, right? He's going to give you the words if we will listen. Here's something else that will benefit us. Learning number three, the Holy Spirit will help me to wait on God's timing. Does anybody like to wait? No. It's just so hard. But a lot of life is all about timing. We could do the right thing, but do it at the wrong time, and it's not going to work. And I get it. When God tells you, you know, he's going to do something in and through your life, this is a dream I've got for your life, this is what I want you to do, this is what I'm going to do in your life, we're ready to do it. Right? Once we know what God is going to do in our life, we want to move forward and do it. And that's what happened to me when I first felt called to ministry. I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that's what the direction God was taking my life. And once I knew that, I was ready to do it. I was ready to go. But God kept holding me back. And I can assure you that if I would have gone into ministry when I felt called into ministry, I would not be in ministry today. I can tell you that with 100% confidence. I'd be back in the business world. But the Holy Spirit kept holding me back. 
And, and if I would have jumped when God clarified what he was calling, you know, he's calling me to full-time ministry, I would have gone into the only thing I knew. And that was kind of my traditional roots. And I didn't know anything else. And God was protecting me from moving too fast. Often, the way God does something in our life, what he said he's going to do, it's often it's the exact opposite of the way you and I would choose to do it. And for me, it was three years waiting on God's timing. And I'll be honest, it was a frustrating three years. But now I know why. I needed that three years to be prepared by God and taught by God and trained by God. I needed that three years to see that, hey, there's all kinds of ways to share the good news of Christ with people. I needed to you know, read and I needed to talk to people and meet people and I needed to take classes and I needed to understand fully God's heart for people that don't know him. I needed to mature in areas, quite frankly, that I wasn't mature in. I still don't know that I am. But I needed those three years to be prepared for what God wanted me to do. So the Holy Spirit will give us the right timing. And there's no way to know for sure the right timing of everything. But guess what? God does, right? God knows I think about when we started this church in 2010, back in the middle school, and a lot of you were there that helped us every single week, set up, tear down, roll up the bouncy houses, take them out, put them in the trailer, you know, all the speakers, all the sound stuff. Well, after about a year and a half, you know, our dream was, man, we're going to have our own facility someday. And our dream was to have a 20,000 square foot facility. It was like, man, wouldn't that be awesome? No more setup, no more teardown. We can, we can just be it in one place. And every 18, 20, 22,000 square foot facility we looked at, something would fall through. I'm like, what, the, what is the deal? And God was just holding us back. And he kept showing us each week through uh, more people coming, your vision's not big enough. And he ended up giving us a building two and a half times that size. Why? His timing is perfect. But if we don't listen and we move too fast, we're going we're gonna to do it wrong. And then we're going to question, did I even hear from God? Was that even God? It could be God spoke to us and told us what to do. We just got ahead of his timing. Here's learning number four. The Holy Spirit will help me avoid trouble. That's another thing the Holy Spirit does for us. Helps us to avoid trouble. Part of his job is to protect us. Part of his job is to shield us. One of the ways he does that is warning us and cautioning us from moving too fast. So if we want to avoid mistakes and danger and problems in life, we have to listen to the Holy Spirit. I have way more problems in my life when I don't listen to the Holy Spirit than when I do listen to the Holy Spirit. And listen, the Holy Spirit is best heard when we're calm, when we're at peace. It's really difficult to hear from the Holy Spirit if we're full of worry, if we're full of fear, if we're full of anxiety. You know, we know those things don't come from God anyway. We have to be calm and at peace. And probably the best reason all these things are incredible that the Holy Spirit does for us and why the Holy Spirit should be the guide for our life. But probably the best reason is we know the Holy Spirit's for us. The Holy Spirit 
is never against us. He's the spirit of truth. Don't we want to go through life knowing the truth? That's what we all want. The Holy Spirit of God is going to tell us the truth and is for us. 1 Corinthians 2.14, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. John 14, 26, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. We just need to ask the Holy Spirit to be our guide, to guide us through life. And then we have to be willing to listen and we have to be willing to follow and we have to be willing to act. So as we decide our future, today, I want to encourage you to decide to trust the Holy Spirit. And maybe you've never crossed that line of faith. You've never invited Jesus into your life, so you don't have the Holy Spirit as your guide yet. But that's something that you want to do. Maybe today is the day. If that's you, when we pray, I'll lead you in a prayer to do that. So let's pray together. God, again, this week we've got some difficult decisions or a difficult decision we need to make. But after hearing what your spirit does for us, it's really not all that difficult. Help us this week to choose you as our guide, to follow the direction and the voice of your Holy Spirit. Lord, for those watching online or those that are here that don't know you, would you open their heart? And maybe that's you today. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Christ because you've never invited him into your life. Maybe you're ready. Open your heart to him right now. Just pray to him. You're not praying out loud. Just pray in the quietness of your heart to say, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know you forgive me of my sins. So as best I know how, I'm inviting you into my life. I'm asking you to be Lord of my life and give me your spirit to lead me. To tell me what I need to know, to guide me, to, re to direct me, to reveal things to me, to keep me from danger. Lord, we want to pray for our schools today. As people across the nation on Bless Our School Sunday are praying, as we have a group this afternoon getting together to pray, we just ask for your guidance and protection and wisdom for our kids, for our teenagers, for our college students that are getting ready to start back to school who have already started back. Lord, we pray for the teachers, administration, support staff, people who cook for our kids and drive the buses for our kids and fix the buses for our kids, where we would pray they would have the best school year ever. We would pray that you would put people around our kids that love you, that can encourage them, that can even speak to them through your Holy Spirit if that needs to happen. Lord, help them to have the best year ever. 
We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So this afternoon, baptism, child dedication. Right now, the weather looks really, really, really not good at all. If if it was just rain, it'd be one thing, but I'm not all thrilled about jumping in water when it's lightning. So we are going to probably make a decision here within the next hour to either still have it at Bissett Park or to have it here. We'll still have the food truck. We'll still have uh, the ice cream. If you signed up to have your children dedicated or to be baptized, you will get a email directly. The, the rest of us, we will post it on social media. We will put it on the website. Before you head out this afternoon, look at the website and just consider the website as the Holy Spirit telling you which direction <laughs> to go, all right? Whether you're going to the river or whether you're coming here to the church, but it, it's still going to be awesome. I can't tell you how uh, proud I am of those people taking their next right step with their kids or with their life as well and being baptized. So join us at five. I'll let you know in about an hour where. And again, I thank you for being here. Your time is so precious and valuable. You have a great, I, they're done. They're done. They're like, hey, old man, it's time for you to cut it off. <laughs> thank you guys for being here. God bless you. That was awesome.